when you come to this earth, you get a choice. And this is what I believe. This is just my belief. You get a choice of which body you want to enter. Oh. What, you want to enter into a male, you want to enter into a female, you want to enter a black person, you want the experience of a white person, you want the experience of an Asian person. Just go around because one lifetime is not enough to learn everything that you need to learn. Welcome to the Fallen Stage. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I have with me Safari. And Safari is a reality TV star, entrepreneur, and author. You may have recognized her from Flavor of Love, uh, season two. She was also the winner of Flavor of Love Girls Charm School. Safari, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. How did you come up with the name Safari? Oh, that was my daddy's doing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You know, he was from the South, <coughs> and you know how Southerners, they think everything, you know, if it's a little blue, you know, if it's yeah. dark, you know, they're going to call it blue-black. So, yeah. you know, Safari, you start like, Safari, and you're like, nah, Safari. He's like, you got that little fire, too. So Amazing. Like, I do, daddy, yeah. He's like, yeah. So, you know, that's what it was, and it stuck with me. Nice. Mm -hmm. So did you grow up close to him, your father or your mother? Oh, very, very close. I was a daddy's girl. Really? Oh, definitely a daddy's girl. Um, and, uh, yeah, we were extremely close, extremely. And is he aware that you was on a TV show with Flavor of Love? Well, he might be aware of it, but he probably aware of it from heaven because he was already oh, deceased. Oh, he was already dead. He yeah. Did. <laughs> He did. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling that he do know because, like, in my dreams and stuff, sometimes, you know, you talk to your, you know, people that you that have gone on, and he told me, he said, you wild. You're a wild one for that. <laughs> so he laughed, and we laughed about it. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so I don't know. If, you know, like I said, it was a dream, so I ain't going to say it was real, but yeah, yeah we, we kiki. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. And so you are, I know, so your mother, is she aware? Is she still living or is she dead? Yeah, too? she's alive. And what do she think about all this? My mama, she don't watch TV like that, but she had the aftermath. So, like, when everything was really popular, it's like, oh, your daughter is, your daughter that. So, just like, I think in 2018, she finally saw some of the show, like, on um, on Hulu yeah. or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, she didn't even know. She was like, what? I didn't know all that was going on. Whoa. So, yeah, my mom, she didn't really see too much. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you grew up in, you were born and raised in South Central L.A., right? Born and raised in L.A., uh, basically in the Crenshaw District. Uh, my dad, well, my grandma's house was on 60th and Bryanhurst. Oh, yeah. But then my dad's house is in View Park. Oh. So that's the quote-unquote Black Beverly Hills. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, sure is. That's still South Central, though. That's right. You come off that hill. It's, it's so how did you end up on Flavor of Love? I ended up on Flavor of Love because I actually was online and I went to Craigslist. And so when I got on Chris, he was like, would you like to date a rapper? I was like, yeah, I'll date a rapper. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this probably going to be lit. You know, so um, I ended up going on there. And I actually did the pilot for them to do, to get the show. Uh -huh. 
So after I saw the first season, I was like, dang, I was like, I should be on this, you know, show. So I finagled my way back to the auditions. The casting director loved me or whatever. So he pulled in the uh, executive producer, which was this guy by the name of Matt Aldridge. Matt Aldridge come hobbling down the hall because he had broke his leg. So he was like, Safari, he's like, you, you can't be on the show because you did the pilot. He said, but oh. I still want you to be on the show. We got something else for you. I was like, oh, I'm down whatever y'all want to do. And it, God would have it, it turned into a whole nother thing. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And so did you become his, the flavor of love guy woman, like the head of the house or something like that? Uh, or his main woman? No. Nah. <laughs> Flavor had no main woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he had a main woman, but she wasn't on the show. Oh, okay. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so anyway, no, but they said, they said, we want you to help pick the girls. So what we're gonna do is have you spy on the girls or whatever. So that way you could tell him who's good for him and who's not good oh, for him. Okay. Right, so I was like, oh, I could do that. So at the beginning of the show, we all outside waiting. He pulls up in his limo. He gives everybody flowers. He forget to give me flowers, probably because he knew I wasn't gonna be there. Right. But then I was like, Flav, you didn't give me no flowers. So he gave me this big ass, oh, excuse me, sir. Well, big bouquet of flowers. So once he gave me the big bouquet of flowers, I was like, yeah, so the girls was looking like, mm. Since they only had one flower, like, mm, she's going to get a whole bouquet. We don't like her. So they said, anyway, go upstairs and find your bed. So I go darting up the stairs, booty jiggling, tiggling, jiggling. I dart up there. I find the bed that I'm going to sleep on. Well, I ain't going to sleep on because I ain't really supposed to be there. Right. But this girl, she she said, no, this is her bed. I was like, no, this is not your bed. This is my bed. And it became a problem. And then she she hit me with a flower. The white girl, right? Yeah, she I remember you, the white. white girl, fighting. Yeah, the girl hit me with the flowers. And, 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 and sir, you know how we are. It's like, you don't hit me with stuff. You talk to me from a distance. <laughs> Do not touch me. So she hit me with flowers. And then we had a tussle. And we tussled around the bed and stuff. And, um... Yeah, it became a thing. You ended up with the bed? Well, I, I ended up going home because I was going to go home anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. It was, I wasn't even supposed to have a bed. Yeah. So she ended up making it into like this big thing so and stuff. So, you know, they broke it up and whatever. And, of course, I did end up going home. But once the season aired... And the ratings start coming through. Matt called me that night. He said, we got something else for you. Nice. So I was like, look at God. You know, so, yeah. Because I was like, these people ain't going to never mess with me ever again in life. And so you also was in a, a charm school with uh, Monique. Yes. I had Monique on the show before. Really? Yeah, she was on the radio, this show, right? Oh, yeah, she was on the Father's Day. Yeah, you should have asked her about me. I, I didn't know at the time. <laughs> I did not know. How did that go for you? How did that happen? How did it go? Well, like I said, once the um, original Flavor of Love season two aired, they said, we got something else for you. So we want you to come to the reunion. Don't act up. We got something else for you. I was like, oh, you got to tell me twice. It's all right. Yeah. Well, act up. So I went on there. Did my thing. They said, okay, we want you to come on charm school. So I was like, charm school? I was like, oh, that's dope. Okay, we're going on charm school. They didn't tell us who the host was going to be till right. we got there and stuff, right? So we got there, and I seen it was Monique. And I was like, I love Monique. She's funny as hell. You know, so we go on there and everything, and um, I won because I'm charming. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's your what's your impression of this flavor of love guy? What's your impression of him? My impression of flavor impression Flav? of him, yeah. 
Well, I had met Flavor Flav before I even went on the show. I had met Flavor Flav like years before I went on the show. And my impression was always cool because we had went to a Public Enemy concert, me and my, my friend. We had snuck out the house, went to San Diego to a Public Enemy concert. Yeah. And he let us in backstage. So I always had love oh. for him. He didn't, you know, he didn't remember that. Right. But I remember, reminded him of it. And he was like, yeah. So. And how about Monique? What was your impression of her? My impression of Monique is she, she's like I said, I always thought she was funny and stuff, right? And on the show, she was cool. She was doing what she was supposed to do, which was be a house mom or yeah. whatever, you know, a TV house mom. Yeah. So, you know, there's a difference, you know? So yeah. a lot of the things she might want to do is like the producers don't necessarily want her to do. So, yeah, but my impression of her was that, yeah, everything was good. So um, what's important to you? In what way? Anyway, what's important to you? When you sit back and nobody's around and Safari is all along the room, mm -hmm. what's important to you? I would say one of the things that are most important for me is peace, especially peace of mind. So as um, long as people don't come around and disturb my peace, we good. That's very important. And I think my relationship with God is very important to me because that's the only being that's the most important to me, to keep it wondering. And so do you have peace? Yes. All the time? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course, like, who peaceful all the time? I mean, like, no, nah, I don't got peace all the time. But Why I have not? A, who would? I mean, think about it. Just like, okay, perfect example, I'm riding here, I'm driving here, I'm on the freeway. I mean, excuse me, on La Cienega. I'm on La Cienega. I'm finna go all the way to the right lane because I'm finna swerve back over and cut over in front of this person that's going slow. But no, the slow person decided to speed up. So then I couldn't get in front of him. That disturbed my peace for a minute till I got behind him and said, you know what? I'm finna, not finna let this disturb my peace. I'm finna just be peacefully slow and I will get there at the right time. Amazing. <laughs> um, so I gotta ask this, it just occurred to me. Okay. When you and this white girl were fighting, mm -hmm. It wasn't acting, it was the real deal? No, it was real. It was real? It was real. Back in, when I was doing charm school and Flavor of Love and all that stuff, they did, it wasn't scripted like it was now. They basically put us in oh. situations. Like, they would put us in a situation, like, this would be a test, sitting here doing this interview with you. Right. It's like, you know, sit there and then see if you're going to ask me something stupid and if I'm going to fall for it and go, oh. you know, and blink out. So it was like, <laughs> at the same time, it was like that there. Everything was just... A situation. Let's put them in situations and see what happened. Oh, I see. So, no, it wasn't. And, and like I said, I felt so bad having to like tussle with her like that because I don't feel like it was a real fight. I feel like it was just like a little, a little disagreement. You know what I'm but saying? But she was like really crying. She had taken it seriously. Did you feel for her when she was crying? Hell no, I didn't feel for her when she was crying. You did not? No, that was, a, um, I'm just going to keep it with her to do with white girl tears. That was those tears, and when white girls, they be doing something, they know they out of line, and they start crying, oh, my God. No, I, I, I didn't feel for her. I feel like if she would not have hit me, nothing wouldn't have happened. And she, told, she said to you, if I remember correctly, uh, this, this is not the hood. This is... I'm a white girl. I'm not in the hood. You fight me like I'm in the hood or something like that. Yeah, she, she she's said, like, I'm from the uh, valley said, or something. I'm, I'm frail. Look at me. Yeah. I'm frail. I'm a white girl. I was like, look at you. I saw you when you was on the ground. I, I've seen you. I don't need to look at you no more. You didn't feel bad fighting with a white girl? Why would I feel bad, bad fighting with a white girl opposed to a black girl? Because she wasn't from the hood. And that's supposed to make a difference. There was no competition. I feel like this. Like I said, keep your hands to yourself. 
it won't be no problems. I don't care if you white. I don't care if you Asian. I don't care if you black. I don't care if you Honduras. You I don't fight. care if you an alien with little green long limbs. <laughs> and so if you come around here hitting me with flowers and hitting me with things, then we going to tussle. Amazing. And then, you know, I tried to make up with her at the end, you know. Oh, did y'all make up? No. Yeah, I didn't. I, 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 you know what? I'm going to give you 100. This has been 10 years. I wasn't really trying to make up with her. I just was just like being, being myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so about this. So you say you're not a Christian, right? But you're spiritual. Yeah, I'm spiritual. What's the difference? Well, the difference is when you are a Christian or Baptist or uh, something of that nature, you're religious. Everything stems from the religious part. There's rituals that go along with religions. Right. There's different things that go along with religions. There's disagreements that go along with religions. Being spiritual believes, means that I believe in God. And whether you're a uh, Christian Buddhist, uh, Baptist, it doesn't matter. I believe everybody has pieces of the puzzle, and it's more of just being um, in tune and being um, conscious of somebody's spirit more so than, oh, if they're doing the dogma thing where they're, you know, going to church, making sure they're there. The devil go to church. He know the Bible better than anybody. He going to know it better than any parishioner sitting there. Yeah. And he going to sit there and be That's able to true. tell you about it. You know what I'm saying? So what is it that makes you know God? It can't be religion. It got to be in your heart. So I'm spiritual. I'm not. I'm not religious. So were you a Christian at one time? My mama yeah. was a. a <laughs> come on, I'm gonna tell you. My mama was a. a what you call it? A um, start with a P. A, Protestant. No. Um, Presbyterian. Nah, I might even. I might not even start with a P. But she was, huh? Pentecostal. Oh, okay. Pentecostal. Good. I would, she used to take us to church seven days a week, and I would go to sleep because they scared me. Yeah. Everything was you going to hell. Yeah. If you listen to music, you're going to hell. You eat the wrong food, you're going to hell. Everything is going to hell. And I used to sit there to myself because all the ladies in there was pretty thick. They was thick old, big old thickums. <laughs> and so I was like, all these ladies going to hell. So it was like, basically, I would go to sleep because yeah. I didn't want to go to hell. And then I didn't know if that was going to get me to go to hell, too, by going to sleep. But right. I figured, you know, I just zone out. So how did you become a spiritual person? How did that happen? That happened um, a while ago. It was like I started reading the Bible, and this is how it happened. I started reading the Bible, but there were certain things in the Bible that I needed to know more. Like there was something I was reading about Moses, and then I wanted to know more about Moses. And then I started looking about Moses. Then I started reading about the seven books of Moses. Then I said, oh, I want to hear some more. Then I started reading some more different things. Then I started reading about Judaism and Buddhism. And then I started, I found out that actually my grandmother was Jewish. Mm. And so, right, so then I wanted to know about that. So then I just started going. And then it came to me, it kind of dawned on me that religion is, is not it. It's not about religion. It's about your relationship to whomever you want to call him. I call him God, right. but whoever your higher being is, your relationship to him. Because sometimes you're not going to always do what is quote unquote right religiously. Yeah. But it has to be done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to have to be done. When you discipline your child, even though it's, even though in the Bible it says you're supposed to discipline him, but how do you discipline him? Spare the rod, spare the child. They say spare the rod. Do he really mean a rod? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or is the rod considered going into a corner or, you know, the lack of something just to learn a lesson? So, yeah, that's how I started. So, but do you believe it's possible to have perfect peace at all times? No. 
It's not possible. No. Um, and, and why not? Because there's duality where we live in this plane is duality. So to have peace, you have to have conflict. You have to have both in order to have one. So even in conflict, there you're going to find peace. In peace, you're going to find conflict, even if it's in within yourself. Do you so you believe that you are now the daughter of God? Definitely. And so <laughs> in God, is there any conflict? Definitely. You think God has conflict? I think that he, like I said, with God, like here on this plane, right. I'm not God. Right, I'm the daughter of. Right. So that's, that's why like, I said daughter. Yeah, so with God, that's why, like, even in disruption, when you, he has things for you, you have a purpose, you have a life path. On that path, it might not all be smooth. There's going to be some rocks. There's going to be some boulders. And God put those there for you to maneuver around, for you to go around for whatever reason. So God has to have some form of conflict to put that in front of you. So if do you believe you could have conflict if you did not live in your imagination, if you doubted every thought put into captivity? Do you know that all thoughts, all lies, all the time about anything? No such thing as a true thought. It's no such thing as a truth. A true thought. A true thought? Mm, well, I can understand why you could think that because thoughts, even though once they're formed, they do become reality if you think on them enough. Yeah. So then it can't be a lie. It can't be the truth. But if a thought comes briefly and it goes away, then it can be a lie. Like if you're sitting there thinking while you're driving, oh, I might have an accident. Well, that's actually a lie because you didn't have an accident at the time you made it <laughs> to your destination. But if you do have an accident, what is it? Premonition? Intuition? What is it? So knowing that, why do you hold on to any thought? Why don't you just let it all pass so you have perfect peace at all times? Because sometimes you don't want perfect peace at all times. Oh, you don't? Sometimes you want a little, mm, a little... A oh, little you love something. your hell sometimes? Hmm? You love your hell sometimes? I ain't gonna say hell, but sometimes it's stuff, you want a little <laughs> razzle-dazzle. Why? Just because. <laughs> <laughs> You might want to uh, mess with your significant other just a little bit. Just have a little fun. Because the after effects, the makeup sex is good. Who knows? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Tiffany Pollard or Pollen? Of course. New is York. it Pollen or Pollen? Uh, her name is Tiffany Pollard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know her? Yes, I do. And she was on the show as well. Okay, I like Tiffany. Yeah, yes. yeah I enjoyed talking to her. Mm -hmm. um, and so you get along with her? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And what is she doing now, these days? Um, I really don't know. <laughs> what, were you, but you never, you, the, the two of you were not on the air at the same time. In, uh, in, in the flavor thing, right? Only once. Once, I think, uh, during Charm School, I had to do an a interview where she was the interviewer. Oh. And stuff with her. So that worked out real well for me. So, nice. Yeah. Um, what do you think about racism? You think, oh, let me ask you this. Do you think that women are equal to men? In which way? Any way at all. Um, I would say men are stronger physically than women. Mentally, we should or could be all equal and stuff, except for women, we have different hormonal changes, whereas <laughs> men don't have those hormonal changes. But as far as equality, as far as if we do the same job as you, should we get paid? God damn right, we should get paid the exact same amount. So if you mean that type of equality, yes. 
but only if you've been working that long enough to make as much money as a man. Because it's a, if he it's a longer, growing thing, right? If he working longer than yeah, his seniority, make more money. but if he's not doing the same amount of work as me, I don't care how long his ass been here. I need to make more. <laughs> and, and so, in any way, are women equal to men? Anyway, any form at all? We're different. I understand the pay thing. If you're doing the same job and you're working uh, as hard, then the time, absolutely. But in any other way, are women equal to men? We're exactly equal. We're different, but we're equal. In what way are you equal? Because we breathe in the same air, men. If I walk and you walk and we get there by walking, we equal. If you walk faster than me, just because you got there quicker, don't mean we still ain't equal. You might be quicker, but we equal. Do you? But we're different. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you different? I have ovaries and a uterus. You don't. <laughs> That's one difference in the major and most important difference. I bring forth life through my vagina. You don't have one. So that means we different. How about emotionally? We're different there too. We're different emotionally because uh, women are trained to be more emotional. We're, we're trained since little girls when we play with dolls and all that stuff to take care of your babies and do all these things. And men are play I mean, boys are playing with trucks and balls and stuff. So emotionally, we grow up differently. Do we have the same emotions? Yeah, we do. But we probably, I can only speak from the female point of view because I only know from the female point of view yeah. is yeah. that we express it easier than men. But it drives men crazy to hear you express it. Some men Because maybe. it sounds like, a, you know, have you ever heard a fire truck going by and the dog here and the dog like, oh, no. Right? Yeah. That's what that sounds like when women are expressing their emotions. It hurts the man's ear. Really? Yeah. Well, I've heard that men don't actually hear, so I don't know how their ears start to hurt anyway Be because they actually don't hear half of the things that you say. So right, because of they, that fire engine noise. That's what it is? They block it out. I thought it was just genetics, you know, because I've heard scientifically men just can't hear. They can only hear a certain amount of words per day. No, that's not And true. only can speak a certain amount of words per day. Nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because it doesn't take but a word or two for a man to express himself, lay out what he's mean, where a woman take forever out of that, and you still don't understand it. That's because we like to use a lot of adjectives and verbs. <laughs> Y'all don't use verbs. See, that's because a lot of men don't have action behind their words. We have action within our words. Should a man mm. ever listen to take a woman's advice? They always do. Should they, though? Yes. Why? It wouldn't be no great men if they didn't take the advice from a woman. But every time a man listens to a woman, he suffers. What does he suffer? It was the wrong thing to do, a uh, wrong move to make, because women don't give logical advice. Their advice is always emotional and illogical. <laughs> well, let me tell you, all great men have a woman that is behind them or on the side of them. And if you don't think that she's telling them stuff and the world is getting ran low-key by a woman, even when they're out there having wars, Trust me, they are. So if it hurts the man to hear, that's not a powerful man. Powerful man doesn't get hurt to hear the woman's version. What, uh, and I know a lot of times people ask, well, name one. Can you name one great man that a woman made? Yes. LeBron James. LeBron James? He was made by a woman. But he's a beta. He what? A beta. What's that? Weak. Weak in what way? He think that racism exists and that the white man this and the white man that and, and he's a mama's boy. 
You said who made him? His woman, his mom. I mean, his mama. But he's not great though. He's great to me in basketball. <laughs> you said great. A Does, monkey um, can play basketball. You teach him how to shoot it. A monkey could, but he ain't tall enough. <laughs> he can jump. He can't jump that high. A monkey can't jump. That high? I, I would smack the ball out the monkey's hand. He could jump up in a tree. He could jump. He cannot. He could crawl up the tree. <laughs> <laughs> he can't just jump. But have you noticed that every time a man listens to the woman, he suffers? I have not noticed that, sir. You have not? I have not. Why not? Because I don't know no men that get up. All the men that I know, they like to hear me talk. They like to hear you talk, oh, but yeah. do they take your advice, though? Oh, yeah, they take it. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. Like what, for example, if you can think of one thing? When I told my ex-husband to go buy property, he went and bought it. When I told my ex-husband, I don't want such and such at our house, they didn't come no more. When I, <laughs> I told him that I want him to be home by 11, he was there. So, yeah, he listened. And, you know, all the men that I know listen. Really? So mm-hmm. why is he an ex then? Because I wasn't listening to him. <laughs> so I didn't want to hear what he was talking about. Whoa. Yeah, because I didn't So hear. he wasn't your head, the head of you? The head of what? Of you. In order to be the head, I have to feel that you're way more intelligent than me, and I, I didn't feel that. Have you ever met a man like that? Dated a man like that? That I thought was really that, intelligent. Yeah, that he was the head of you. Mm-hmm. And you listened to him? Mm-hmm. And are you with him now? No. Why not? I listened until there was no need for me to listen anymore. Amazing. So you've been married before. Any mm-hmm. children? Two times. Two times? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Any kids? <laughs> yes. Amazing. I have a daughter. Oh, yeah? I have Hi. a daughter. Um, yeah, she's um, a nice young lady. She suffers from um, intellectual disability, so I started oh. a foundation for that um, called Developmental Foundation. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And so you were raised with your father and mother in the home? I was raised um, at first with my mother and my father, then they divorced, and oh. then the majority of the time I was with my father. Oh, okay. So I was raised by a strong male. Nice. Who didn't listen. Um, you wrote this book called... Um, you have a book out, it's called, Don't Interrupt My Prayers Before God Direct Me to Whoop Your A, A Spiritual Journey. Explain yes. that to me. Um, basically, the book is about, <laughs> the book is about different periods or different stories in my life where I know God was like looking out for me. Uh-huh. Different things that have happened, um, different scenarios that have happened and stuff where God was definitely on my side. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, I talk about, there's a chapter about the whole flavor of love, everything. There's a chapter about um, being born with a veil over my face. So when I was born, I don't know if you're from the South. Yeah. You heard that, like, the child being born with a veil over their face? No. Let me explain it to you. In the South, in the Southern culture, they like, if the child is born with a veil over their face, they're between two worlds, in between this world and another world. And what the veil is, is usually it's a a sheet of skin that comes off during the delivery process. But if that sheet of skin does not come off, it could be the whole encompassing of the baby or it could just be over the face. Oh. But if that sheet of skin doesn't come off, they call it being born with a veil over your face. And you were born with that? Yeah. You had the veil over your face? Yeah, over my whole body. Uh, and your mother told you about that? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And my aunties and my grandmamas and all of them. They used to ask me things when I was a child, like ask me different things to get my uh, intuitional opinion. Really? Yeah. So do you think God will tell you to whoop, will interrupt your prayer to tell you to whoop somebody A? He actually did that on the show. Oh, he, he did? He actually did that. And that's where that, that statement comes from. Because <laughs> when I had the uh, disagreement with the girl, I tried to pray. 
And, you know, she started interrupting my prayers. And God said, tell her this. And I said, what, God? He said, tell her, don't interrupt my prayers before God direct me to whip your ass. And that's what I told her. I she shut that. up. <laughs> <laughs> she shut up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you love white people? I love all people who love me. Do you love white people? I love all people who love me. Do you love white people? Y yeah. You love white people? I can if they love me. <laughs> but if they don't love me, no. But it's, that goes with anybody. Now, if you say, do I love white people in what way? Because I know I, I like white people and white people like me and we get along great. But have there been white people that I don't like? Yeah, the girl that I had to fight with. I ain't like her. She happened to be white. But have I had fights with black people too? Yes, sir. And I think way more. <laughs> and do yeah. I like them? No. Uh, no. Is it possible to be born of love, which is God, mm -hmm. and not love all people? Apparently it is because there's a lot of racism that goes on in this country. So apparently that statement don't really work. But God said to love your enemy, to love all. In Christian religion. But not but in God spiritual. didn't tell me that. Not in <laughs> God didn't tell me that. What did he say about you loving all people? He said you treat people with respect and kindness. But if those people do not treat you with respect and kindness, leave them. He didn't say beat them up, but just leave their ass alone. But did he tell you not to love them? Yeah, he said don't love them either. Really? Yeah, he said you don't love what does not love you. That's a waste of energy. Wow. Energy is precious. Amazing. And yeah. so uh, you believe racism exists? You don't. <laughs> you don't. Well, you guess... older than me. You don't think racism exists? Where's your... You believe it does? Man, you don't believe it, do? I, I'll answer that in a minute, but I, just, I need to find out if you believe it does. Of course it does. And where's your proof? Where's my proof? I could probably pull up several different things online to show you proof, or I could just go through my own experiences and show you or tell you, you know, proof. Give me one example of proof that racism exists. One example? Let me see the biggest example. If, yeah, if you want to. Okay. Um, how long ago was it that black people were allowed to vote? A hundred years ago, it seems. Okay. And before then, why were they not allowed to vote? Because they didn't have sense enough. They didn't have sense enough? That's what it was? That's why women didn't vote either. You see how crazy things are now that women vote, right? So that's the reason, that's your logic, because they didn't have sense enough? Right. So then there should have been a lot of people, just in general, that were not allowed to vote. Well, I'll right? mess with you about that, but where's your proof <laughs> that racism exists? That was my proof. You said black people was only allowed to vote 100 years ago, and why were they not allowed to vote? You said because they didn't have enough sense. I think it was based on race. Why do you think that? Because that's what they said. They said no black people can vote. They specifically said no black people <laughs> Can and, vote. <laughs> and that's your proof of racism? Well, I think it would be one proof, yeah. No. Racism does not exist. Okay. It's a made-up lie. Our battle is like a spiritual battle, warfare between good and evil. Mm -hmm. You're either on the side of good or evil, and evil people try to hurt good people, and that's spiritual, not physical. So racism just made up in order to divide and conquer. So what do they base the good and the evil off of? Is it based off of skin color? No, it's based off the heart of the person. Mm. 
well, that's the craziest, stupidest thing I've ever heard. But, I mean, that's what you want to believe? Yeah. You don't believe that as a spiritual person? You don't believe I have a battle is spiritual, a warfare between good and evil? There is a warfare between good and evil, but right. racism exists as well. Does God say racism exists? Yeah, he told me that personally. Oh, he told you that personally? Yeah, he sure did. He oh. said some people will not like you because of the color of your skin, but that's okay. When you come to this earth, you get a choice. And this is what I believe. This is just my belief. You get a choice of which body you want to enter. Oh. What, you want to enter into a male, you want to enter into a female, you want to enter a black person, you want the experience of a white person, you want the experience of an Asian person. Just go around because one lifetime is not enough to learn everything that you need to learn. If you think that you can know everything at 30, 40, you don't. It takes thousands of years to actually comprehend what is really going on. And most people don't have that comprehension. And so when you came to the earth, you chose a black body? Apparently I did, because that's what I'm sitting Why did you choose a black body? I don't know. Um, it you might wanna, have been. You want to take it back? Nah. You can give it back to him, right? But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. There was this little exercise that we did with uh, my spiritual advisor, and it was basically like you put two white candles in a bowl of water, and you look in the mirror. It's supposed to show you your past lives, right? So when I did that, I looked in the mirror. I seen one of my past lives. I was a white lady, and I had these Shirley Temple-like blonde curls in my hair. Looked like I came from, like, plantation times or something like that. I was an old, old, like, 90-something-year-old Indian man. I was a little black girl. She had these shoes on. It looked like the Japanese um, clogs where it had the two wooden things about them. She got hit by a train. I seen the train coming and everything. So I seen these three lives. Oh, and then I seen the other one where I was like this uh, Spanish dude, and I was like a, a entertainer, like singing. But I was I was messing around with the king's niece and got her pregnant, so they killed me. And I and I called myself being slick and said I was gonna come back through the baby, and it killed the baby too. Really? Yeah. This is it could be real or whatever, but this is what I drink. Your spiritual advisor showed you that. Yeah, it was basically like you look into a bowl of water, you put a white candle here, white candle here, you look into a bowl of water, you turn off the lights, and you look into the mirror, and you will see visions of people. And these people will show you who you were in your past lives. Did it scare you? Nah. Did it scare you? Nah, it didn't scare me. So what I learned from it was when I looked in the mirror and I seen a white lady, I seen an Indian man, I seen a little girl. I was a man a couple of times, you know, a Spanish man and also an Indian man, right? So I'm like, my experiences in those bodies would be different than my experience in this body. When I was this white lady, what kind of white lady was I? Did I need to come back to see, was I being bad or was I being good? Because I looked like I said, I looked like I was on a plantation. So I don't know how good Maybe you had <laughs> some slaves too. I might have. You no, know what I'm saying? What do you think racism is this? I probably was part of the problem. Yeah. So in order to come back and solve some of the solutions, I needed to come back a couple of times as the other people who I held back. So now you owe white people reparations. Maybe, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I will give us some reparations from this money that I'm finna go get from from um, over there. <laughs> Amazing. So you believe in reincarnation? Oh, definitely. And what do you keep coming back for? You keep coming back for different experiences. It's like if you notice when you're born, you don't know of nothing. You just come here. You come out. You nobody. People have like the chapters. People always have near death experiences. But where are the people who had these birth experiences? Where are these people that remember coming out the womb? Just why? Amazing.
They don't. So you paid it. Is this a man or a woman, a spiritual person? Uh, it was a man. You pay him? Nah. He does this free? Yeah. He do your, your spiritual advice thing free? He did until he passed away. Oh, he died? Mm-hmm. Is he coming back? He probably already here. He's been gone for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably already here somewhere. So in one of your lives, you, you don't have a recognize him anywhere? I haven't seen him that I know of, but he might have seen me, but maybe I didn't catch him. I'm not, you know, I don't know. And so, that's amazing. It is, it is amazing. <laughs> I don't know, I just have lost words. Me You've been too. coming back so many times and you yet haven't gotten it right. I don't think you can get it right. It's too much to learn. So what's the purpose of coming back? You come back and stuff, why not? What you got to do? You got something right. else to do? Get it right. And do what? What are you going to do once you get it right? I have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> so do you believe, so you're thinking white people are racist toward blacks or blacks are racist toward whites? It goes both ways. Both are racist? It goes both ways, yeah. It goes both ways. But it's like this. It's like when you have experiences, whether you're white or whether you're black, if you have experiences with another race and they do something to you, that's going to set in your mind more so than if somebody of the same race does the same thing to you. Just for example, just like uh, Black Panther, the director for Black Panther, he went to a bank in Atlanta and got arrested because he handed the bank teller a note that said that basically he wanted to withdraw $12,000 out of his own account but he wanted it to be discreet for the teller to actually count the money, not in, right there in the front, but to count it behind so that people wouldn't know he had this money because, you know, people would be thirsty, right? She reads the note. He hands her his ID and his, his, his debit card, and she calls the police because something just seems off to her. Well, right? that sounds like an interesting note to write and give to a teller rather than telling a teller. But how many bank robbers give them your, their ID and their <laughs> bank card? Yeah. Who does that? I never heard of that. Me either. neither. But, so, but the point I'm trying to make is the teller was black, the police was black, and he was black. Amazing. Was that racism? No, that because condition? racism doesn't exist. She, if that happened, and I don't know, she oh. may have operated out of fear. Or stupidity, one of the it's two. It's all fear. Somebody give you a note and say, "Hey, get a hundred thousand dollars out of my account," and blah blah blah. You're going to, especially with the bank teller, they're going to become afraid right away and overreact. But wouldn't the logic thing, logical thing, be to take that bank card and stick it in wherever you need to stick it to see the account to see if the account name matches the ID name that they just sent, handed you? Amazing. How do you feel about the attack upon white people from the blacks? Blacks are robbing them, stealing and killing and raping them and breaking in their homes and killing all. How do you feel about that? Where did that happen at? In South Africa? All over. Really? Yeah, it did happen in South Africa too, but are you, are you aware that that's happening in America? I have not heard about that. Really? No. They don't report that on the, the, the news that you watch? I don't watch the news like that. Oh. But I, I think if it's happening, what was the question? How do I feel about it? Yeah. I think that's fucked up. If they doing that, if Is black it people... racism? No, I would think that would be uh, thievery. Because you said they breaking it in the house and stealing their money? They, that sounds like thieves. They're taking their lives and they're killing them and raping them. And what is America doing to stop all this? Nothing right now because they're defunding the cops and allow whites to be attacked by the blacks. And you think America would really allow this? They're all allowing it. No way. Do, do you know they defunded the police? 
I was wanting them to defund the police, but I didn't think it happened because they still got a billion dollars this year in L.A. Oh, you don't think they defunded the police? Um, If they got a billion (laughs) this year, excuse me, I think it wasn't a billion. It was 800 and some thousand, I mean million, excuse me, 800 and something million this year. So how much did they take away? I don't know the number, but you're not aware that the police have been defunded, a lot of them quit. Or laid off, or got fired. You're not aware of all that. Um, no. Oh. But I could tell you how I feel about the police. How do you feel about it? And there's a chapter in my book about it too, as well. Um, I have, like I said, when someone does something to you, then you tend to dislike all that look like that, right? Most of the time. Yeah. Or some of the times, it's, it's select. You get, them, you get mad about it. Well, um. There's, like I said, there's a chapter in my book about the police coming into our house when I was a little kid. So once you read it, you tell me how I should feel about the police. So do you, so you think that all police are bad because that happened? Um, I'm going to tell you something else, too. And this, this is something I don't even hardly tell people. One of my ex-husbands was a sheriff. And yeah, I think all police are bad. <laughs> yes, yes. Amazing. They are bad. Mm-hmm. All police. Some of them probably not. I don't know because I don't know all of them, but they have the ability to be. What do you think about the insurrection that Black Lives Matter brought upon this country? I think it was necessary. Really? Yeah. And what do you think about the fact that they tore down all the most of the statue of great men? and the monuments of great men and put up a statue of an unemployed drug addict with a criminal record, George Floyd. Am I, am I on punk? <laughs> <laughs> am I on punk? What do you mean? Uh, you, you got on makeup, you really white. What? what? <laughs> now listen, you said, so you, the question again is, what is it again? What? <laughs> What, what do you think about the notion that Black Lives Matter and other blacks took down most of the statues of great men who found and greeted the greatest country on this side of heaven and the monuments, and then they replaced it with an unemployed drug addict with a criminal record, George Floyd? What do you think of that? Um, I think it's absolutely great. Why? You know? I mean, because like one of these great men you're probably talking about is what, Christopher Columbus? Yeah, those guys. Yeah, he was a thief. It, it, it's nothing worse than a thief. What did he steal? He stole America. <laughs> he stole America. Explain that. Well, he came here to a place that was occupied by Indians and other people of color and said, hey, I discovered this and I'm going to put my name right here and say I discovered it. I could actually come right here right now. I think I discovered this studio. I'm going to name it Safari Windsor, and that's even though you, you already own it, but I'm just going to take it. And you think that's what he did? I was pretty sure that's what and he did. And why are you sure of that? Because I've learned about it. But suppose you've learned lies. That would be amazing. And then if that's the case, if everybody is lying, then everything actually is a lie. And that I would have to go back and really just find out all the lies about everything. Absolutely. But I know one thing that's not a lie is that the police had his knee on George Floyd's neck for, what was it, eight minutes? Would you see the video? It wasn't even on the neck. Oh, it wasn't? Right. It was where? 
It was near the neck, but it wasn't on the neck. What do they call it? What part of the body is it? I don't called? remember, but it wasn't well, the neck. If it wasn't the neck and it was close by it, and you don't have another name for the part of the body that the but the knee was actually on, I'm just going to call it the neck. Were you, <laughs> were you, are you happy that they, the blacks are making an unemployed drug addict a hero? Well, I think heroes come in all different types of um, frames. And I think that if people went back, and I know you're a religious man, and some people said Jesus was a bum, but that would be your hero, right? Were because you, he, so I are mean. You, are you okay with having George Floyd presented as a hero? Are you okay with having Jesus presented as Jesus? What do you think about that question? He was an unemployed drug addict with a criminal record. And Jesus used to be drinking wine. No, I'm asking about George Floyd. But I'm do just you saying. you think that that is... If in religious terms and stuff, if you could worship a man who was drinking and made enough wine for everybody to get drunk, then, then why not? Because I think alcoholism is something else. And basically, you know, Jesus was drinking a lot of wine. And so what do you think about the George Floyd thing? They make him into a hero. I they think they put like, a statue of him. I think that heroes, like I said, come in all different type of ways. And just because... No, no, I'm just asking you about George Floyd. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with it. You, you, so if you're walking by George Floyd's statue mm -hmm. with your little girl... Right, mm -hmm. you have a daughter. Mm -hmm. And she says, look, mommy, who is that black man? What did he do? You would say. He was George Floyd, and he was killed by an officer who put his knee on the part that's by his neck for eight minutes, which caused him not to be able to breathe, and he died. And we wow. were, yeah, I would tell her. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. That's what I would say. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing, child. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So... I want to know this, and then I got to move on to okay. some other stuff okay. real fast here. Okay. Uh, what's wrong with the blacks? They have been begging and whining and for a long time now, especially mm -hmm. since the civil rights movement, not prior to that, but they did a little bit liberal blacks did. Uh, and so everything that the blacks have asked the white man for, they've gotten it. I remember when they wanted to affirmative action, they got that. Mm. And then they wanted to live in a white neighborhood, they got that. Mm. And then they wanted uh, reparations. They're getting that. When we getting it? Uh, it's happening right now. Believe me, it's happening. It's, it's happening. Way? Some of the states. How are much already. we getting? Well, I don't know yet. Okay. But let me know when you find that but part out. But what do you? And then they even wanted the white woman, and the white man <laughs> said, "Okay, blacks, if it's gonna make you satisfy you, here's the white woman." <laughs> <laughs> They gave them all their white women? They gave them the white women. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What do you think about, where, what does it take to make the blacks start doing for themselves and start begging and complaining? Uh, now, if, now, I'm just, I'm just trying to add this up because something ain't quite mathing. If they gave them all the white women, how come it's still white people? All when all the kids be pretty much brown? Yeah, they're coming that way. They're no, that there would be no more white people. So there would be no more white people because all the kids would be brown if all the white all women was women. all of them. You said all of them. They didn't give all, but what do they you think about... They kept two for themselves or what? what my question, <laughs> though, is where would the blacks... What would it take for them to stop begging? What would they say? Okay, white people, it's enough. We're now going <sighs> to do for ourselves, and we're going to stop blaming and begging. Well, you know, that's a good question, Jesse. I think that, you know, this probably would have happened decades ago if, say, for instance, Tulsa hadn't been bombed, you know, when all the black entrepreneurs and businessmen and everything had created a nice amount of wealth for themselves and it hadn't been 
pillaged by a whole bunch of white people that came over there and took that back. You know, I think if like different things like uh, redlining didn't exist, then I think people probably wouldn't have to beg. But in order for someone to come and ask you for something, they must see that you have some sort of control over it. Because people don't ask people for things so that they don't have saying, any control. Whatever happened in Tulsa, it affected all black people? Oh, it did. It affected How a lot. How did what happened in Tulsa affect all black people? They didn't even know each other. How you know? You think the people in Tulsa knew all black people in the United States? It, it set a precedent. It set a precedent for other uh, uh, cities. Because it wasn't just in Tulsa. It was other places as well. There's, oh, what, just this year, somebody had took, what, Manhattan Beach from the black people? From a black couple that had owned some property, just took the property, and they just got it back this year? Was that in Manhattan Beach? So are you saying that the blacks are never going to start begging? No. What I'm saying is... Black people would not ask and not if all, they didn't not feel all, that you had most. control or that things had been taken from them. There's so many different sharecroppers and property that has been taken from black people and stuff by people, government, whatever. So, yeah, it's like basically nobody's begging. What they're saying is leave me alone, let me do my own thing. So they're going to be doing this for a long time, you think? I think until racism is stopped. But you said racism don't exist. Right. <laughs> Would you prefer a beta male or an alpha male? Mm, I would say alpha. But then again, I think I've dealt with some betas. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, but, you know, know. What is an alpha male to you? That's the one that's like the head. That's a lead. Beta seems like bottom. I, I don't know if I want to deal with a bottom. Do you believe, what is a man? A man is a person... Uh, a human that has a penis and a scrotum. That's what a man is? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, do you love the Great White Hope? Who is that? You don't know who the Great White Hope is? No, nah, that's in your generation. I don't know who that is in my generation. Oh. Who is it? How old are you? If you I'm like tell. 100, but I haven't oh. seen a Great White Hope yet. Donald Trump. Oh, what about him? Do you love him? No. Why not? Am I supposed to? What? Yeah. Why? Why don't you love him? Because you said you're spiritual. I said spiritual. I didn't say religious. See, that's uh, your you. Religious people got to love everybody. Spiritual people don't have to love everybody. <laughs> if you don't love all, you love none. In your religion, but in my spirituality, I have choices. And I don't have to love everybody. Really? I have to respect people, but I don't have to love them. What's your impression? Why don't you love Donald Trump? Why should I? I don't even know him. You don't know. You don't remember him being president. I remember him being president, but, but there's a lot of presidents I don't love. But he? Do you love Obama? I love Obama. Oh Lord. <laughs> hey, why do I love Obama? Yeah, why do you love the Father Messiah? I, I don't know about that part, but I'm gonna tell you why I love Obama. Right. Not because um, he did anything special for black people during his presidency. Right. I'm not gonna say that. But what I do love about him is he gave little kids hope and inspiration to become things that they thought they would never see. Seeing that, you know, no racism exists and he was still only the one black president or the one president of color, of any color, out of all the damn presidents. But no racism exists. Amazing. Right? No racism exists. But he's the only president of color out of all the presidents. But I, I like the fact that he's inspirational for people to aspire to be something and to go for it and try to be it. That's amazing. Mm hmm uh, isn't that, like, amazing? It's very amazing. What's your impression of Black Lives Matter? You know, they're very radical, anti-America, <laughs> anti-family, 
anti-nuclear family, anti-country. What do you, what do you, what's your impression of them? I don't know where you got the anti-family, anti-nuclear. It was on their site until you took it down. Oh, well, see, I've never seen that. Yeah. They believe in communism, communism and all that. Really? Yeah. I don't know anything about that. I, I know that the Black Lives Matter movement was definitely a movement that needed to be had because there were no, well, excuse me, there is another race, and that's called the Hispanic race that had so many killings by police. So, yeah, it was necessary to say that Black Lives Matter to stop these police lynchings. So it's Amazing. like... Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how you know about what you think is happening to the blacks, but you don't know what the blacks are doing to the whites. Well, I think that if it was, like, um, extreme, that I would know about it, just like how they found out about Black Lives Matter. And I'm pretty sure that uh, white America would not allow that to be going on in a steady, as a steady rate. And that ain't happening. I don't know what part, is it going on in the Ukraine? Is that what you're talking about? White people are afraid of the blacks of being called racist. That's why they're letting this happen. If they didn't have the fear, they wouldn't let the blacks go out. Of, and not all, not all, but they wouldn't let the blacks go out of control like this. Because the blacks don't have any sense of self-containment. Have you noticed that? You know what I did notice? I noticed if you let somebody walk into your house because you're scared of being called a racist, you stupid. Yeah. And you, yeah, you, that would be the stupidest thing. So now you're saying all white people are stupid, and I, I don't agree with you, Why? sir. Why not? I, I just don't feel that They possible. wouldn't let the black do what they were doing if they were not. I think that if... They'll let the black destroy their country. You got to admit this country was founded and, and created by white men, right? White Christian <laughs> men. Because when the Indian was here, it wasn't America. It was nothing, and they were just laying around smoking pot calling it payota. But it really pot, they were just getting high. Right? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what's the question again? <laughs> what's the question? Um, you got to admit that white people founded and built the greatest country on this side of heaven, right? <laughs> I, thought, I thought the best country was supposed to be Europe. I thought that's what... No, it's America now. You do know that, like, most of the people, the white people that were, like, over in Europe, the degenerates they sent over here to America? But you you didn't answer my question about white people founding, finding, and building the greatest country on this side of heaven. Well, it depends on what you call the greatest country, because we have the dumbest kids. The blacks do? No, America. In general. Oh, they're dumbing them down now, you're right. No, just all America's dumb. But well, because dumb of time, kids. do you admit that it was white people who founded and created the greatest country? No, I don't America. That. I you don't, that. Do you love America? America is, a, is the place that I live. Do you love America? Like I said, I like America. Do you love America? I love myself. I love my kids. I love my family. How about America? I think it's a nice place. But you don't love it? No. You don't love America? No. Is there anywhere in the world that you love better than America? Since you don't love America. I think there is some place in the world. Where? It's called Safari Land. And so do you why don't you go live there? I do. And what's Safari Land? Yeah, I live there. What is it? It's a place in my mind. <laughs> oh. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> 
has so, a place in my mind. So listen, uh, I got to put you on the hot seat. Okay. I got to heat go. this up and put my guests on the hot seat, folks. Let's go, because I'm ready. Um, do you, so I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. Okay. The hot seat. Do you support affirmative action? Somewhat. In one word, describe Joe Biden. Dumb. Um, true or false, Jesus is black. Jesus was definitely black. Jesus is definitely black? Mm-hmm. Um, globalism or nationalism? Globalism. Um, were women created to lead or follow? Neither. Neither? Mm-mm. You said neither? Yes. True or false? Big Mama Michelle love enchiladas. Do she? Oh, true or false? True. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's oh, Big Mama. Obama says she loves enchiladas. I don't even know who that is. Michelle, Big Mama Michelle. Oh, you said Big Mama. I just thought of some big, big, giant woman. I don't know who that is. No, Big Mama Michelle Obama. <laughs> oh, that's who you was talking about? Yeah. See, you confused me. You should have just said Michelle Obama loves enchiladas. I was like, I don't I mean, I don't know. Um, I started the great uh, uh, July as White History Month. Every July we celebrate White History Month. This is our fourth year coming up. Will you celebrate White History Month with me this year? <laughs> what day is it on again? It's a whole month of July. Oh, man, I'm not going to be here in July. Well, you can celebrate. I'm going to be in Africa. You can celebrate wherever you are. Oh, yeah, as long as you come out there, we can celebrate. We, we can do it online. Who are we right. doing it with? And, and you know why I started... Is in, Elon Musk going to be there? You know why I started in July? Why? You got to admit this. What? July just feels white. Do it? Yeah. With all that barbecue and watermelon that be popping around, I don't Ooh, know how white people, that feels. <laughs> that don't feel too white to me. Is CNN fake news? I don't know. Do you trust the government? No. Are you a feminist? Yes. Uh, is America... Well, you already asked it, but is America the greatest country in the world? Did you have fun? Always. Thank you for coming. This is my book. It's called Don't Interrupt My Prayers Before God Directs Me to Whoop Your Ass. It's a spiritual journey. You can get it at safari.net, and you can also get it on Amazon. Definitely get this. Very good read. And I'm going to give you something because I see that you probably will like this. Also, Safari's Lip Chat. Best lip balm ever. Keeps your lips moist, never glossy. What flavor you like? Peppermint, strawberry. I know you don't like watermelon because you... you oh, I know give me watermelon. You want watermelon? We need Let to plant get, them. You used to plant them? Oh, yeah. Here, here get this watermelon. Thank Try you. it or smell it. I Tastes appreciate good, it. I will. And it smells good. Open it up. Twist it. Twist it. You forgot oh. how to open up a watermelon? Over there, but twist it. Smell it. Now put some watermelon oh, yeah, on it. Oh, yeah, smell that watermelon. Now put some watermelon yeah, on it. Yeah, I put it on there, but it smell that watermelon. Nice, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Again, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share. Ring the bell. You can ring my bell. Ring the bell. And let me hear from you. Check out our merch. Amazing merch. Thank you folks so much. And thank you again. Thank you again too, Jesse. It was amazing. Okay, Jesse. Wasn't it amazing? It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. I thought for a minute, so I thought you were going to take off your skin and come out with some kind of uh, whip and try to put me back in slavery. But I will tell you, I ain't going. I ain't going. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Uh, amazing.
question for you though first. Oh, yeah, yeah. What color are you? As black as the face. <laughs> face. What color is your mama new? Same thing. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure.